0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
1: Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast.
2: Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. We are loaded up today with a mock draft, with a superstar in hibernation. And with the return of Herman Edwards, we are reunited, and it feels so good. Let's get this thing rolling. Here we go! Go, go! Only one place to start. All right, my one place to start is as we wrap up a very busy edition of Get Up this morning. Uh, Two of my friends have been good enough to hang out. Uh, My buddy, Rob Dinkovich, good enough to spend a little time with us on the radio. And it has been a very long time since I have had a chance to hang out Herman Edwards over the many, many years that he was at ESPN before going back and coaching on the college level at Arizona State spending the morning together. It is such a delight to have you back, Coach. Well,
3: it was good to be back. and Good to see you again, my friend. Yeah,
2: it, it's, it's wonderful. And a million stories. I tell, I tell the stories all the time, <laughs> and now you'll get a chance to do it. And Ninko, of course, here we got busy stuff, and we got, it really centers around two quarterbacks this morning. One of them is something we knew was coming. The other is something that happened late in our show that was worth getting into. But Ninko, I'll start with you. So forget about March 15th. I know that's when the new league year begins. But free agency in the NFL began yesterday when Derek Carr was released and everyone knew it was coming Mm -hmm. by the Raiders. He becomes the first shoe to drop, if you will, in this quarterback carousel. And we came up sort of organically this morning with a pretty interesting little way of looking at this. A game of musical chairs is usually interesting because you have more people than you have chairs. So the, the goal of everyone is to make sure you get a chair before the chairs disappear. The quarterback game this offseason in the NFL is going to be different. There are more chairs than there are quarterbacks. Mm. So the teams have to be very careful because if they overplay their hands, they wind up with an empty chair. So if you're a team, let's just say like the Jets, because that's obviously my primary interest, and Derek Carr is available, is he good enough that you say to yourself, I'm not going to run the risk of going all in on Aaron Rodgers – and winding up with an empty chair, I'm going to sign Derek Carr right now if I can get that done. Would you do it?
4: No. And I'm going to explain why. I'm going to just say some numbers here. Hembo gave me a few of these stats before the show on, on Get Up This Morning. Mm-hmm. Derek Carr is 63 and 79 as a starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. Of the nine years that he was with the Raiders, the offense that he was the captain of the The offense, the leader of the offense is 23rd in the nfl and he has 135 turnovers in 142 games i'm not gonna hang my hat on on that performance to take me to a super bowl there's a reason why he was paid a certain amount of money basically 65 million dollars this year to Mm -hmm. play for the raiders and they cut him there's a reason why they let him go so if i'm another team and i have aspirations to be a Super Bowl contending team like the Jets with a great top five defense and a great offense and a lot of young pieces. I'm not bringing in average goods. I'm bringing in elite, elite talent. And if you can go get elite talent, you go and you get it. You try to get it. Right. And if not, then you go back to, I guess, something else. But if you have an opportunity to get Aaron Rodgers and it's available because he's under contract still. They have to trade or they have to figure it out through the team. You try and get that done rather than go on the car route.
2: That, that's what makes him so – that's what makes this so complicated, though, because Aaron Rodgers is the very definition of unpredictable, right? Yes. I mean, you just – if you look up unpredictable in the dictionary, there's a picture of Aaron Rodgers. So the question, Herman I – and mean, you're betting your job on this. You're the coach yeah. of the team. You're betting your job on how this thing turns out. It, it's all well and good to say I'd rather have Rodgers than Carr. Anyone would rather have Rodgers than Carr. But would you, you're you running the risk of winding up with an empty chair. That's my fear. You're right, Greeny. And, and how long are you willing to wait?
3: And and I think after the first quarterback signs, whoever that may be, uh, if it's Carr or Jimmy Garoppolo, mm-hmm. one of those guys is off the board. And if you're still messing around with Aaron Rodgers, you're saying, well, oh, you know, we. now what happens with Aaron Rodgers as well, as these guys start signing, Aaron Rodgers loses the ability to go places – either right but the problem with Aaron Rodgers is we don't even know if he's gonna play right he, he's saying you know in his dark room he's thinking all these <laughs> thoughts he, he might come out of the dark room and say I'm gonna retire today I'm done
2: right? and he, can I tell you something quickly I was in Arizona over the weekend we have we have on our show Nick for the most part dismissed the possibility that he retires because there's so much money on the line but he is such an unusual person. I had multiple people in Arizona, people whose opinions I value say to me, do not overlook the possibility that he retires. That That is a real, Herman, just to back up your point, there is a real chance he just decides to hang him up.
3: You never know. And, and you, how he comes out of the dark room, no one knows. Right. Where is his emotion going to be? <laughs> what, what, what what direction is he going? North? Is he going south? Where is he going?
2: Does don't think know. The, think, Nico. Think about the conversation we're having. We're having a conversation in which we are factoring in that Aaron Rodgers is about to go sit in a dark room for four days by himself and then emerge, you know, with with yeah. carrying a tablet. Uh, who knows what? I, I he's ha- who do. knows? That's a lot of woozah,
3: yeah. You know, he
4: in the room, you're woozahing. Yeah. I gotta know what's it. it. in the room. Is yeah. four oh, days in a dark room? Is he, he by himself? Is he? I don't know. He's no. by himself. Is he, he got he go by himself. You have a bed, a dark room. Have, I'm sure there's a s- bed
2: of some kind. They're going to bring him food. That's seriously <laughs> they what it is. Bring food. There has to be some kind of bathroom. Yes, he can't not eat anything and drink anything yeah, you for can, four, four days. You can No, but he's not doing that. It, it is literally the light that you are. I, I do my understanding of this, and I am fascinated by it. Sounds terrible. The whole staff is making fun of me for saying this, but I believe that's something I could do and would like. But that's four days, like a four day darkness retreat. Yes, I do like it. I like the idea. I know it's not the you know, easiest yeah just close your eyes at night and it 's dark go to sleep <laughs> you 're fine i get I get it so so I could just do this I said in my four days four though, days I mean think about what you do on a daily basis four days you of- would go deep within yourself though that 's what it would happen yes. like the first day would be torturous. The second day, somewhere in the middle of the second day, you would find some sort of spiritual place. Depends on the T, I guess, And right? by the end, well, <laughs> I don't even know this. if it's that. I don't, I, this is not the ayahuasca. I, I don't know. Whatever. Something's not, involved in it. All right. Let's not get sidetracked. One way or another, Rogers, who knows when he emerges from Four the darkness, days. Four days wh- what darkness. he will tell us. It, it, it is that. What this do is they Greeny. do that at? Uh, I, I mean, you could do it practically anywhere, right? I mean, uh, the, go in your closet to close the door. I think there is a place... That he's you? going to do it. But I, okay. I that I actually don't know. Yeah. This is Greenie. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at progressive.com or one eight hundred progressive. Now, the second thing that happened, it came up during the show.
4: So you're ready for the draft? Let's
5: get started.
2: Greenie's draft draft. So I am knee-deep in my draft prep already. I've done 50 players as I get set to, uh, As uh, again, the great honor that I have of hosting ESPN's coverage of the NFL draft. Unexpected to us, Todd McShay, who has his uh, second mock draft up. Todd McShay's mock draft 2.0 is available right now on ESPN.com. He has the Bears trading out of number one and the Colts taking Bryce Young at number one. And that's not unexpected. No. So I asked McShay about it, and the, I asked McShay about the theory that some people have, which is the Bears should trade Justin Fields and take Bryce Young, and here's what McShay said.
3: I would take Bryce Young if I was Chicago. I don't think that's going to be the decision that they make. I think they're going to move back and, and take advantage of the fact that you, you have Houston at two, Indianapolis at four, Las Vegas at seven, I believe, Carolina at nine. There's a bunch of teams that want to move up. How far back do they move?
2: We'll find out. So that was what McChase said. And we did expand on it a little bit. And by now, everyone is aware of the advantages of doing this financially. You start the, the clock again with a rookie quarterback. You have the control for five years, whereas Fields has already used two of those. And it's worth reminding the audience, for anyone who doesn't know, that the, the group, the head coach and the general manager, the brain trust of the Bears, this is no longer the group that drafted Fields. But both Ninko and Herman, when he said that, I saw both of your faces and I decided we need to come back to it. Ninko, what did you think of it?
4: No, I don't like it at all because you have a, a, a young quarterback. Is your second year is – that's nothing. you know. Right. He's still <laughs> basically a rookie right. on a team that didn't give him much of a chance considering their offensive line Correct. and the talent that they had around him. So why don't you use those pieces and get – Somebody for a a young quarterback who is trying to aspire to be like a Jalen Hurts, a mobile guy that can use his legs, that has arm talent. I feel like he definitely has that potential. And then on the top of that, why would you trade away a guy that's what's Justin Fields, about six three? Yeah, he's, he's big. He's, he's a big, big guy. Big, yeah, big and physical, he's thick big, too. He's thick and, and still fast runner yeah, that can run to a smaller size five ten guy that has a hard time seeing. Beyond the offensive line, unless he can scramble, his ceiling is limited on on what he can do in the pocket as a pocket passer. You would much rather a quarterback that has some some athletic ability that can develop into that thrower down the field than a smaller guy, undersized guy, can't see the field, has to use those legs in a in a game. where we know every single year quarterbacks are going to get going to get hit. If you're yep. mobile, I mean, just look at Jalen Hurts went down with the shoulder. Yes. Josh Allen had an elbow, and he was hit and beat up a bunch this mm-hmm. year. Patrick Mahomes was limping around the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. If you run – Lamar Jackson. Right? Lamar Jackson left with a PCL. If you run, you are hit, you get injured. If you're 5'10", 5'9", not good for longevity.
3: I agree. I, I, would, I would keep Justin Fields and build it around him, and hopefully he can elevate his, his, his level of play as a passer, similar to Jalen Hurts. I mean, look at Jalen Hurts. He would have been the MVP if, if, if the Eagles win that Super Bowl. For sure. And he's improved that much as a passer. So I would stick with him uh, and, and get some more players. This team needs some more players on both sides of the ball. Offensive line, need a receiver. Uh, Help him that way. Like you said, he's still a young quarterback. And I know there's a new staff in there. That we, they want their own guy. They got a pretty good guy sitting there right now. Mm-hmm. He's
2: got to develop him. He, he's listed at six three, two twenty eight. is mm-hmm. Justin yep. Fields. All right, before I let you guys go, I, I, there's nothing I love more than story time with Herman. And just a brief one. Um, Herman, you have the, the young children. Yes. Uh, not as young as they well, were when yeah, you and uh, I first yeah, got yeah, together.
3: Yeah, they're 16 and 17 now.
2: But what, what did they never have at their birthday parties?
3: Oh, they don't get confetti. No confetti. Lost the Super Bowl, and when the confetti comes down, you know, the winning team kind of does the snow snowmen's and runs around and it's hitting them in the face. The
2: losing <laughs> team has to walk through that mess, yeah,
3: and it's hitting you in the face, yeah. And from that day forward, I did not like confetti. That's forty-two years ago. Yeah. So my daughters growing up and having birthday parties, they got the whistles and the bells and all, and. W- when he got about eight years old, he said, Daddy, can we get some confetti? I said, no confetti in this house. You get no confetti. They said, why? And I finally told him, he said, Daddy, calls it a Super Bowl? I said, yeah, cause it a Super Bowl.
2: That's the reason. I'd have to let Herman go because they need him on first take. Herman, it's a delight to have you back. Thank, thank you. you. Go so I don't get in trouble. Go running over there if I don't make you late. Ninko, thank you as well. Uh, a pleasure to have both of you guys. Greeny, you know, starting stronger starts at AutoZone, where they've got battery solutions in the form of free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes them America's number one battery destination get in the zone with AutoZone. my takes are next on a busy day it's greenie on espn radio greenie the podcast passion drive and patience the formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more Eligible items only, exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call
6: clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do.
2: Hi, Greeny with you on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. The assembled members of the hashtag crew have assembled around me. Hashtag Hembo is here with me in New York. Hashtag um, uh, Cam is back in Bristol as Bubba has the day off. He is um, being, my understanding is he's being uh, disciplined for his take on Rihanna. It was so incredibly egregious, Uh, Bubba saying that because Rihanna was lip-syncing during the halftime of the Super Bowl, that they should do away with halftime of the Super Bowl, which has got to be the worst take in the history of takes. Um, You pointed out to me this morning, Hembo, that not only was halftime of the Super Bowl have a bigger audience than the game itself, but that the difference between those two, the Delta, the audience that chose to watch Rihanna and not the football game, would have been the second most watched show on television this week. I mean, so it it, is—Bubba's just an idiot, is is I think that what we established from that. What
5: I don't know is, is this suspension self-imposed, or is this a company-mandated—
2: I hope that he has taken time to go sit in a dark room like Aaron Rodgers and just contemplate just how ridiculous his perspective on life is. He he is going to rage against the machine concerts and telling me that Rihanna shouldn't be allowed to play. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm an open-minded person. If your preference is rage against the machine over Rihanna, that's your business, and I don't have a problem with it. But the idea that somehow Rihanna, who I think might be a top five best-selling artist in the history of music. She might be number one. You think she has sold more albums than the Beatles? I, I think it's literally... Thing, it's like the Beatles and Elvis Presley and Rihanna. Yeah. I, I think it's literally that.
5: On the Wikipedia page, she is number one in terms of most units sold, however they compute those Yeah, things. it's but all different
2: now because, you know, the Beatles weren't selling things on Spotify. Right. (laughs) Uh, For most of their existence. So I don't know how you compare what were once records and then eight tracks and cassettes and CDs to the way you get music now. But the point is that there was no current art. Let's just take the Beatles and Elvis Presley out of the conversation. There is no current artist, whoever it is you like, from Beyonce to Taylor Swift to Bruno Mars to... Anybody to the older farts like I like, like Elton John and Billy Joel, have not sold as much music as
5: Rihanna. But Bubba thinks it shouldn't exist. She is the only artist to sell more than 300 million total certified units, according to Wikipedia. Okay, so, and I don't
2: even know, I don't know exactly how you define a certified unit, but one way or the other, it worked. Can I also just play one more thing before I get to the read and then we get to some of the football? Bubba sent a note from his dark room to say that we need to hear this that i guess chris mad dog russo who we love but we enjoy listening every now and again because some of the malapropisms are amusing he i guess had a rant on roger goodell we're going to hear this together for the first time but in it he is going to mispronounce two very well-known names i'm not giving anything away let's just listen for that mad dog ranting on goodell his famous little super bowl
6: You think that's what he wants his storyline to be? He can't do anything about Rihanna, whatever her name is. (laughs) Rihanna. He can't do anything about her. What he can control is the field and the officiating. You know, the officiating was okay in the course of the game, but whoever made that call has to look himself in the mirror and say, hold on now, do I throw this flag out on what is a very marginal penalty that ends the game at 35-35? You cannot make that call. And Goodell sitting in his little box with, you know, What's his name? Tusk? Musk? And uh, and Murdoch, who's 100 years old? <laughs> to be clear, he's talking about Elon Musk.
2: Let the record show that's who he means. Roger Goodell was sitting with Elon Musk, who is the richest person in the world and owns Twitter, among other things, he created Tesla, for the two of you who don't know, um, and, and, and has been to the moon. <laughs> but Mad Dog called Rihanna, Rihanna, and, which I think is, is, isn't that a Fleetwood Mac song? And, and so he's got that. And he, mis- he misidentified the names of Rihanna and Elon Musk, who have got to be two of the 10 most famous people in the world.
5: The, the, the richest person, right? And in also the world. the number one selling artist of all time. Of all in a, time. In a 60 second span. In
2: 35 seconds. That's a record. He misnamed, he, he mispronounced the names of Rihanna and Elon Musk. Who I think on anyone, they have to be two of the ten most famous people in the
5: world, right? I would think so, but he could also, in that same rant, tell you off the top of his head how many home runs Mel Ott hit in 1931.
2: <laughs> and you know what? I'm just disappointed he didn't work that in. I <laughs> do. <Me too. laughs> that should have been in the rant somewhere. All right. In 30 seconds, uh, I'm going to, um, you know what? I'm going to dive into the juju stuff because, because since we're on this subject, I think it is worth talking about. Social media is such a part of it. I, I want to get into this a little bit here. Let's do that in 30 seconds after this word from ZipRecruiter. Did you know that several industries like e-commerce, healthcare, and surprisingly, hospitality are heading for a hiring boom this spring? If you need to hire qualified candidates, ASAP, for any of those industries or any other industry, you need ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's matching technology finds qualified candidates, and you can invite your top choices to apply. Millions of employers have used ZipRecruiter to help grow their teams. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. So go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free That's ZipRecruiter.com slash E-N-Y. I'm sorry, what? what, what, what? I'm
0: sorry, what?
2: I'm sorry, what?
0: I'm sorry, what?
2: All right, so I'm going to do an I'm sorry, what here, and this surrounds a Twitter spat that you probably saw yesterday, and I made the mistake of not having it handy for me here, so can you call up, Hembo, first what Juju Smith-Schuster tweeted yesterday, and then the response to him from A.J. Brown. Now... Lest this has to be explained to you, Juju Smith-Schuster. The call, the penalty that you just heard Matt Dog r- raving about, the, the the defensive holding that ended the Super Bowl, was a call on James Bradbury for holding Juju Smith-Schuster. Juju Smith-Schuster is a player who began his career in Pittsburgh had a couple of up and down seasons there. He is mostly known for his presence on TikTok, which is significant. My son, Steven has told me many times he's the most hype player in the NFL. He does TikTok dances at midfield and all this kind of stuff. So he just made the play somewhat indirectly that won the Super Bowl. You'd think he'd be happy with that. You wouldn't think he would need to stoop to the Bush League move of going kicking the man who was down for committing the penalty, but he did. On Valentine's
5: yesterday, he posted, what does it say exactly? It says, the tweet says, Happy Valentine's Day, everybody, with a photo of a meme that says, I'll hold you when it matters most with a picture of Eagles cornerback James Bradbury. So
2: holding him as he did in the Super Bowl. The ultimate in kicking a guy when he's down. James Bradbury just committed a penalty that cost his team the Super Bowl. No, no one blames him. It happens. It happens all the time. But I can't fathom how that must feel to know that you just committed a penalty that cost your team the Super Bowl. But it's got to feel really bad. And he was so great about it, Bradbury, after the game. He owned up to it. He stood there and took the slings and arrows. He has grown in stature in my eyes. And Juju Smith-Schuster has shriveled, shriveled. I don't care what era we live in. I don't care what is socially acceptable on TikTok or on Twitter or anywhere else. Bush League will always be Bush League. And you win and you lose with some element of class, and that must never change. And that is the unclassiest thing you could ever possibly do. That's my opinion. Now, before we hear from the rest of the hashtag crew on it, tell everybody what, read A.J. Brown's response. A.J. Brown, a teammate
5: to James Badbury, tweeted back, and I loved it. He said, first off... Congratulations, y'all deserve it. This is lame. You was on the way out the league before Mahomes resurrected your career on your one-year deal. TikTok boy, he admitted that he grabbed you, but don't act like that or ever was. Is that what, is that what he said? Yeah, don't like you like that or ever Sorry, was. He, he, but congratulations He, 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 yeah, he crammed a lot in there. That's what he got.
2: And, and so then Juju wrote back, glad you were finally able to get that all off your chest after all these years. No, no, Juju, don't turn this into someone else getting something wrong own up to your side of this you're a bush league you're a bad winner you're a bad sport and that was pathetic that's my opinion you can say whatever you want you want to tell me i've been waiting to get that off my chest i've never had an opinion on juju smith schuster one way or the other before I actually think he's a pretty good player he is a good player this has nothing to do with how good a player he is or he isn't but i don't care what age you are i don't care like we've all seen it right when when you play Look, I never played organized sports on the level that got anywhere near being a professional. Hembo, you played baseball at, you know, the college level, whatever it is. But all of us who have played any level of sports understand that when a game is over, you know who the jerks are, regardless of who wins and loses. You know the people who are jerks when they lose, and you know who the people who are jerks when they win. And Juju Smith-Schuster has just identified himself as that. So let me get the opinions of the hashtag crew. Hembo, I'll start with you again. You played college baseball which is a much higher league of sport than I ever did. What did you think of Juju's initial
5: tweet? I think that Juju Smith-Schuster is a deeply unserious person that clearly and obviously crossed the line here. I mean, what happens on the field, what happens between the lines, as far as I'm concerned, is fair game. There's almost nothing that you could say on a football field to which I would have a problem. But this was, A, not funny to anyone that I guess is not in the lowest common denominator of social media, and B, par for the course for him. Like, he is best known for being immature. And this is just the latest chapter in that story. All right, so there's two of us who agree. Hashtag Cam, you're the
2: youngest member uh, of the hashtag crew. Uh, remind everyone again, what are you, like 17? Mm,
7: 25, but
2: 25. close, yeah. So, so uh, Juju Smith-Schuster may be 25. I <laughs> think he's, he's very young. He's been in the league a long time, but he came in very young. He may be right around that. He, he's not older than that, even though he's... He's been in the league that he is long. He 26. He's 26. So, so you and he are essentially the same age. Yes. Um, removing your Eagles fandom from this, which I know is a hard thing to ask you to do because you may be more inclined to dislike what he did because it's your team. But if you can remove yourself from that and just judge the actual act of tweeting that – after a game, after a game of that magnitude, what did you think of it?
7: I don't think I'm quite as bothered by it, maybe as you are in Hembor. Removing... I want to hear that. I'm, I'm right.
2: looking for someone to tell me why it isn't such a bad thing. I,
7: I mean, me. I think it, it is a cheap shot. I don't think it's the most ridiculous, you know, hurtful thing that's ever been said. I think this is who Juju Smith-Schuster is. He's going to, you know, rub salt in the wound and then when things don't go well for him, he's going to pout about it. That I think we've seen that on TikTok before. Whether you like it or not, this is what the league is now. We see Micah Parsons tweet his opinion on every single sports thing that's ever happened. We have more access to players' thoughts than ever before. You know, Jason and Travis Kelsey just released a podcast today breaking down the Super Bowl that they just played in. Draymond Green releases a podcast after every NBA Finals game he plays in. This is just what the NFL. This is what sports is. This is what these young players who have been brought up with social media are accustomed to doing: tweeting their thoughts about everything. And then, you know, when heightened, their emotions are in it, like the Super Bowl. This is what you're going to see. I think it was a cheap shot, but I don't think I was quite as bothered by it or surprised by it as you know maybe other people. All would right,
2: I am really glad you just said that because I think I want all positions. Uh, if you will, represented on this show. And the host of the show is 55 years old. And so my sensibility on things like this are obviously generational. So I'm really glad you said that. I don't agree with you, but I think it is great that you said it because I'm sure a lot of people do. You know what I don't know is I don't know what Stevie, you know, again, so he is five years younger than you. My son is 20. And um, I'd be very curious because he is very involved in TikTok and all the All the social media, I'd be really curious. I, I did not ask him, I spoke to him yesterday, I did not ask him what he thinks of it. I'd be curious.
5: Cam is right in describing what the new frontier is for athletes, social media, public access, all that stuff. But this is very different from Micah Parsons sharing his opinion on something or the Kelsey brothers releasing a podcast. This is Juju Smith Schuster just being Bush, like you said. Like he's acting in such a manner that is very different than sharing one's opinion. Like this was like the lowest cheapest shot that you possibly could take that required zero mental acuity or cleverness. It's just a completely worthless. I mean, he didn't even
7: make this meme for sure. Like someone else sent it to him. I'm pretty sure
2: the, the only thing I could, uh, that I would say if I wanted to defend it is he might say it's harmless fun. I mean, like the, the game happened, he, the penalty happened. I'm not changing any of that again. I don't like it. You just heard my opinion on it. So you know what I think? But if I were to try to defend him, if this was a, a courtroom and I were defending him, I would say, what is the actual harm? Like, to whom is the actual harm? If, if, if he kind of likes the idea of being funny, if he kind of likes the idea of being edgy, and he may perceive this to be edgy. If he likes the idea of getting under the skin of his opponent, which he may like, I, you know, again, I don't know. The reality is, you know, in a sticks and stones may break my bones, you know, kind of world, maybe no actual harm is done. That's how I would defend it. For sure.
5: But Juju Smith-Schuster does not have the equity to do this because he's not good. Look at how (laughs) – Juju Smith-Schuster, like what A.J. Brown tweeted back at him is what the NFL thought of him. Like he could not find a job. And so he's a mouse hiding behind these giants in front of him. Like Patrick Mahomes is a great player, a Hall of Fame quarterback, who is exceedingly classy. That's the way that you're supposed to act and he's good. If anyone could do something like this or say something like this, Patrick Mahomes would have the justification for it. That, I think, is the problem. It's coming from someone that has not built up the equity to deserve such Perhaps, a Maybe not as a player, although, I mean, he's not nothing. I mean, he's
2: a decent, he, is, he is a decent player, right? I mean, is, am, I, am I overstating how good he is? Yeah.
5: I mean, he was good five years ago for Pittsburgh. But He had, he had almost
7: 1,000 yards this year.
5: Practically out of the league. Yeah, I mean, Cam, you'd have 500 yards uh, catching Patrick Mahomes. I don't think so. But, 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 but so, so, what A.J. Brown said was true. But I, I, think that,
2: I think that one of the reasons that people were less interested in him is because it comes with this, mm. right? It comes with the TikTok dances and all that kind of stuff. He comes with some headaches that coaches don't like. Coaches don't like this stuff. Oh, you think goodness. Andy Reid likes this? He doesn't like this. But, but you put up with it because they desperately needed him after they lost Tyreek Hill. Here, here, here's the flip side of it, though. When you say this is who he is, you're right. He is not a great player. But you know what else he is? He's a social media presence, so to expect him not to make some sort of splash on social media when he has an easy chance to is probably expecting him to be someone other than who he is. Like Again, I'm not defending it to the extent that I am never going to not like it, or uh, too many nuts in there. I don't like it, but I acknowledge that I'm 55, and Hembo, you're even older than me. I know that technically you're younger than me, but in every way, spiritually, you're way older than I am. Because you also could throw in how many home runs Mel Ott hit in 1931 <laughs> into any of these conversations, and he
7: would probably pronounce it Rihanna as well.
2: Yeah, I Rihanna. mean, and you, you know how to you know how to the difference between you and Mad Dog is you know how to pronounce Rihanna's name and he doesn't. But neither of you could name a song.
5: I can only aspire to be someday you, as ignorant as he.
2: You you could you could not name one of her songs any better than he could. Uh, Greeny brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Coming up next, I will answer the question that we are getting the most frequently on our social media. Back in a flash on ESPN radio.
1: Greenie the podcast. Robert Half research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI
0: Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because
2: it has to be. Greenie, I am presented by Progressive Insurance. For a job you love, visit Progressive.com slash careers. Busy we are all morning long here as NFL free agency has already started. The biggest decision is being made immediately, like as soon as right now. And I'll tell you what that is. After I answer the number one question that I feel like we are getting on Twitter right now, and that is whether or not we have available autographed copies of our upcoming book. So if you are just new to us and have not heard, um, I've written a lot of books in my life, but I had never done a sports book until now. And I have a book coming out called Got Your Number. It'll be available the first week of April. And my main man, my right hand for the last 10 years, Hembo, did all of the research for it. This was really a, a project we did together. And I wrote 100 essays assigning every number from 1 to 100 to someone or something in sports history. So we decide who owns number 1, who owns number 2, who owns number 3, and all the way up to 100 in sports history. It's the first sports book I've ever done because it's the first time I've had an idea that I thought was this good. And um, I'm delighted with it. It's the most exciting thing I've been involved in in a very long time. And people have been asking us – on. it was actually Hemba who said to me today – People are asking us like crazy about where they can get autographed copies. They are available right now. A limited number are available right now. We will do more if they sell out quickly. So if you want an autographed copy of the book, you can order it right now. If you go to my Twitter page, pinned at the top of my Twitter page, you will see a link. And you can just order it right there on that link. It is from Barnes & Noble. You can order the signed copies right there. Boom. Um, and there are a limited number of them up there. If we go through those, then we'll add more. So uh, my thanks to anyone who's interested in that, and if you were to order it now, it would be the best time for us because it'll convince the publisher we're going to do well and, um, and that they should print more copies. So that, that's the book. Again, it's called Got Your Number. Some of the numbers were easy. Three was easy. 23 was easy. 99 was easy. A lot of the numbers were a lot harder um, I keep bringing up seven, which was a very difficult number. Mickey Mantle and John Elway, just those two alone deciding between. I remember the night that we spent just sitting there debating back and forth between those two with exceptional research. I mean, you hear Hembo quoted on Get Up all the time with all of his research. Th- that is all in this book. So anyway, it's available now anywhere that you ordin- ordinarily get your books. But if you would like a signed copy of it, that's available right now from Barnes & Noble. And uh, and I have the link at t- uh, pinned to the top of my Twitter page. So that's where we are with that right now. And, and our thanks again for your interest in it. Having said that, the scoop. the scoop is this NFL free agency has begun. Forget about March 15th. That's when the league year begins. And that's when uh, most official transactions can begin. But the game of musical chairs that is being played by the quarterbacks in the NFL began yesterday. And it didn't come as a surprise to anyone. Not only was Derek Carr released yesterday, but that was a move every team in the NFL knew was coming, which means that teams that want a quarterback have got to make the excruciating decision right now, the Jets being up uh, uh, near the top of this list, Hembo. Do I sign Carr, who's a good player? I described him on TV today as, you know, a single. Or do I put all my eggs in Aaron Rodgers' basket, who might wind up being a home run, might wind up being a walk-off grand slam, but you could also easily wind up with that empty chair. The quarterback carousel this year is that rare game of musical chairs that is the opposite of what the game is usually meant to be. Musical chairs is usually a bunch of people walking around and there aren't enough chairs for all of them, and they got to sit down as fast as they can so they don't miss out on a seat. In this case, there are more chairs than there are quarterbacks, and your team could wind up with an empty one And my team knows all too well how that feels. So Hembo, what do you think they should do?
5: I think that I really like the axiom that you use. You should not pay a good quarterback, great quarterback money. I also believe that you should not pay an average quarterback, good quarterback money. And that is what you're going to have to do if you sign Derek Carr. In my judgment, I would rather wait, take the chance, go for great. I'd rather go for great and roll the dice that Aaron Rodgers wants to play for me. Then I would sign Derek Carr weeks before free agency even begins and effectively... Sign a, an average quarterback to a contract that's probably going to be at least $40 million per year. That is not appetizing to me because, in my opinion, Derek Carr is closer to Ryan Tannehill and Jimmy Garoppolo and Jacoby Brissett and Andy Dalton and those kinds of players than he is to Aaron Rodgers. So if I miss out on Aaron Rodgers, I can settle for someone cheaper closer to Derek Carr. So
2: Garoppolo is going to be the name that's going to come up a lot, particularly with the Jets, because of his connection to the coaching staff, particularly Robert Sala, who is the defensive coordinator in San Francisco. But Jimmy G is also going to be expensive. And look, I like him. In a vacuum, I think he's a better player than Derek Carr. I think it's close. But the one thing I've, unless you're telling me something I've forgotten, I don't remember Carr getting hurt much. Garoppolo gets hurt every year. There's the annual season-ending injury to Jimmy
5: Garoppolo, and now you're not any better off really than you are th- at this minute. No, you're, you're weighing risk-reward with all of these people, though. With Aaron Rodgers, it's can we get him? With Jimmy Garoppolo, it's can he start 17 games? But with Derek Carr, what you're gambling on is can he be great? And he's never been. Derek Carr's played nine seasons in the NFL. He has never ranked higher than 10th in QBR in any one of those nine seasons. Well, let seasons.
2: me disagree with you slightly. You're not necessarily gambling on that because I think all they need is good. Can he be good? Because they're close enough to being great
5: with, with bad quarterback but, play, you get good quarterback play, they're great. But good quarterback play in this case is going to come with a contract worth 40 to $45 million annually. You're doing math no matter what. But your team is cheap and young right now, and you're in a window where you could win
2: right this minute if you get it right. <laughs> right? I mean, you could win right this minute.
5: You're, you're overstating how good Derek Carr is. Derek Carr has been Is apologi- he not an
2: average NFL quarterback? He's, he's an average NFL quarterback. The, the Jets did not. They had the worst quarterback play in the entire NFL last year. An average NFL quarterback on that team would have at minimum been in the
5: playoffs. Sure, but you can also get average from Ryan Tannehill, Jacoby Brissett, or Andy Dalton and improve by three wins and pay them much less. Derek I, I, Carr has been apologized for more than any quarterback in the NFL. Derek Carr has been a victim of circumstance with the Raiders. He is also not good. Both can be true at the same time.
2: All right. Well, I mean, if that's true, then obviously I'm a lot you're making it sound a lot less appetizing than it was a minute ago. But one way or another, look, you know, I want Rogers more than I think I've ever wanted anything in my life. Let's see if there's any chance of this. We continue in just a moment.
0: Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN radio or watch the show through the watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.
1: Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, and technology